G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know, over the years, I've tried fighting the devil with my own bare hands more often than I'd like to remember. And each time, each time, mind you, no matter how strong I think I am, he gets the better of me. What I need are some weapons with power, real power, divine power. I'm Bernie Diamond. It's great to be with you again as today we take a look at the awesome power of God in your life from a different perspective. Have you ever noticed that when it comes to those stubborn, persistent sins in our lives, you know the ones that come come back again and again and again through patterns of destructive behaviour that, that try as we may, we, we just can't seem to overcome. Have you ever noticed that we can be chugging along okay, living in victory for a week or two or maybe even a month or two, and then all of a sudden, wham! That sin comes back and pounds us like a battering ram. It pounds the living daylights out of us. Have you ever wondered why that is? Why these ebbs and flows? Why is it that sometimes I can live in victory over this sin and other times I feel completely and utterly powerless to do anything at all to overcome this destructive pattern of behaviour that God calls sin? Well, here's my take on it. Well, actually, no, no, it's not my take at all. It's God's take. It's God's truth. It's what God's word says. We live on a spiritual battlefield, and our enemy, the devil, is always prowling around, waiting for a good time to strike. He did that even with Jesus. After Jesus resisted the devil's temptations out there in the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights, Luke tells us in chapter 4 of his gospel, verse 13, that when the devil had finished testing Jesus, he, the devil, departed to wait for a more opportune time. So here we have this picture of the devil prowling around, looking for someone to devour. He has the element of surprise. And that's why we feel powerless when he strikes. Well, today and over the next few weeks, we're going to take an intensely practical look at how to be ready for him. We all have an Achilles heel, a part of our makeup, part of our personality or who we are that's more vulnerable to attack than others. I was telling you the other day on the program of a man who was struggling with his temper. For some people, it's their sexuality. For others, it's pride or or they're addicted to money or recognition. We all have something where we're vulnerable. And we all have times where we're more vulnerable than others. Sometimes we've learned to exercise self-control over, let's say, it's our temper. But then when the pressure's on, where we're tired and circumstances seem to conspire to make a snap... So it doesn't matter what our particular weak point is. There are times when we feel stronger and times when we feel weaker. There are times also where we feel completely tossed around and completely vulnerable and like we have no strength at all to resist the prowling devil who is just sitting back waiting, waiting like a lion in the grass to pounce and attack when we're feeling weak. Now, what I'm about to say 
may sound completely perverse. In fact, if we judge it by the world's wisdom, actually it is. God's wisdom often seems perverse by the world's standards. But have a listen now to God's wisdom about our weakness. It was written by the Apostle Paul in the first century AD, and it's found in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. Paul writes, To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Now, we, we never discover what the thorn in his flesh is. Is it a physical ailment? Is it a particular temptation to which he's prone? We're not told. The way I read this, and let me stress this, this is just me, I believe that it's far more likely that Paul is talking here about a spiritual ailment than a physical one. This term flesh is used not only to talk about the physical body by Paul, but also about our human nature, our soul. And so, if this is a messenger from Satan, the way I read it is that Satan's doing something painful in Paul's soul. But, but whatever the specifics are, the Holy Spirit in his wisdom hasn't told us. What we do know is that this messenger from Satan is tormenting Paul. Now, you and I, we would immediately think to ourselves, wow, a messenger from Satan, it's tormenting Paul. Obviously, obviously, God would be in a powerful hurry to deal with that. After all, Paul's the guy who's been called to write almost half the books in the New Testament. After all, this messenger is from Satan, this thorn in his flesh. This is really knocking Paul around. It's tormenting him. Surely, surely God wants to deal with that. Surely God wants to answer Paul's prayer here. It's a good prayer. And if Satan was tormenting me, I would be wanting, no, no, actually, I would be expecting God to deal with his pronto. But God doesn't take this torment away because God, it appears, is quite content with Paul's weakness in this situation. He doesn't want Paul to be strong in and of himself, but instead he wants Paul to experience the real thing, God's perfect power amidst his own weaknesses. And so that completely changes everything for Paul. Instead of being ashamed of his weakness now, he says, look, I'm going to boast all the more gladly of it so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Now, just as an aside, will you you please notice with me how the sovereignty of God shines out here? Even Satan is subject to God's will. Satan's torment is being used by God as a tool for God's glory. Let's never, ever start imagining that God and Satan are somehow these two equal and opposite forces of good and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. Right here, God is using Paul's torment for his glory. Right here, just as Paul writes elsewhere in Romans 8, chapter 28, all things are actually working together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So, back to the point I was making. Here's the crunch. Anyone who's tried and tried and tried to be strong to overcome stubborn sin will know that working hard at it doesn't work. But it's in our weaknesses that we have the opportunity to discover the good and perfect and awesome power of God to achieve that which we can't, to achieve victory over stubborn sin and to achieve victory over Satan. My friend, this is fantastic news. This is liberating news, the opportunity to give up trying and instead to tap into a power that works, a divine power. Have a listen again to Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 to 5. 
For the weapons of our warfare, they're not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Paul's saying that we're living on a battlefield, and instead of using just human weapons, we actually have God's divine power to destroy strongholds. And the strongholds that Paul is specifically talking about here are things in the hearts and the minds and the souls of Christians that set themselves up as strongholds against a knowledge of God. We can't let go of those things, and that's precisely why God gives us weapons with divine power to overcome our sin. You know what a stronghold is? It's something we hang on to real strong, and we can't seem to let go of it. We we can't let go of stubborn sin in our own strength. We can't break those strongholds with weapons that are merely human. We need divine power. And right here, right in the middle of our weaknesses, is where God wants to give us His divine power. And over the next couple of days and the next few weeks, we're going to look at how. How to use that wonderful, powerful, divine power to eliminate stubborn sin in our lives once and for all. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.